Hello again, running friends. It's James here again, and I'm back with another one of my daily running podcasts. I've got an episode tonight for those of you who have had ongoing and perhaps persistent recurring calf problems. It's something I see a lot in runners of all types, and certainly something which I can never, um, particularly in a short episode like this, cover in entirety. But I want to share a couple of little bits of food for thought, little bits of, um, of information and experience which perhaps will help in terms of you trying to complete the puzzle when it comes to overcoming a history of ongoing calf issues. So there are two things in particular I want to talk about and of course when it comes to calf injuries there are multiple different muscles that that comprise the the kind of the the lower leg um, calf region so in particular we're talking about gastrocnemius and soleus gastroc being that big meaty one of those calf muscles soleus being a little bit lower down think of it as kind of lower calf muscle in air quotes um and of course all the different types of injuries we see amongst the different muscles of the lower leg they all have their different nature they all have their their different kind of specifics but when we think about the way in which as we run, some of us do have a tendency to overload the muscles of the lower leg, the soft tissues of the lower leg, because we can't just talk about muscles, we need to talk about tendons as well. So think about the Achilles tendon, of course, where the calf complex joins into to then join into the heel bone, the calcaneus. Um, we need to think about what can be happening to start to overload that area in general terms. And when we start looking at the runners from a, a gait perspective, from a, a running technique perspective, as I do um, with the, the, the video analysis work that I do with runners and have done for the last uh, over 10 years now, um, there's a real pattern that you start to see, real pattern that I've picked up on, and it's to do with where we get our propulsion from as we run. And as we're running, from the point where the foot strikes the ground to the point where the foot is underneath the hip, so from initial contact through to mid-stance, that phase of our running gait is all about absorption of energy it's all about shock absorbency or absorbency and uh, load dissipation but from the point where the foot is under the hip through to the point where the toe leaves the ground behind us that part of stance phase mid stance through to terminal stance is all about propulsion and pushing yourself off onto the next stride now in that action of propulsion what we really want is our big powerful hip extensor muscles so our glutes and our hamstrings particularly glute max and our hamstrings to be working to create a big strong push from the hip now it's not just those muscles that are going to create the propulsion for us moving forwards okay they are big muscles powerful muscles meaty muscles anatomically they're there even the, the alignment of their muscle fibers they're there to create that strong push into extension but also we're going to get a little bit of uh, plantar flexion at the ankle so plantar flexion being the movement of pointing the toes if you like at the ankle now when we're foot planted on the ground that action of plantar flexion is more like pushing you up onto your toes and pushing you off onto the next stride now if we think about the anatomy if we think about, even in really basic terms, what our calf muscles look like in comparison to our butt muscles and our hamstrings, the hamstrings being the muscles at the back of the thigh, those calf muscles are pretty sinewy and you know fairly, to, to for no better word, kind of weedy in comparison to the big, powerful hamstrings and glutes. They're not made for creating the same powerful drive. 
However, if we're running in such a way which doesn't utilize our glutes in particular and doesn't get us working through strong range of motion at the hip, preloading those hamstrings and allowing us to drive from the hip off onto the next stride, then we're not going to get the power from those muscles around the hip and we're going to start relying overly on those muscles of the lower leg, on those plantar flexors, i.e. that calf complex, the muscles that are, are there more so in their, as I said, kind of sinewy nature to transfer power from above to below. Gastrocnemius in particular, gastroc, crosses both the knee and the ankle. So as per all two joint muscles, as we call them, biarticular muscles, a big role for that muscle is energy transfer from one joint to another. So it's not that those muscles are made to actually create a strong propulsive drive to push your whole body onto the next stride. We need to get a lot of that drive from those hips further up the chain. Now, as I started to mention, I feel like I went off down a bit of a rabbit hole. Um, if we're not creating enough of a drive from the hips, if we're not using our glutes, using our hamstrings, then we're going to overly rely on those plantar flexors. They're going to get overworked. They're going to potentially get into this position where overuse becomes part of the picture. And whether we're talking about Achilles tendinopathy, whether we're talking about shin splints, so medial tibial stress syndrome, whether we're talking about even something like plantar fasciitis, let alone just recurring calf strains and ongoing calf tightness, these are all injuries which are different, each one compared to the next, but one factor which does bind them all together is that within each of those injuries, tight calves and, and overused calves are often uh, one of the many causative factors that people point to. So anything we can do to stop overworking those calves and overly relying on those calves and actually getting you running from the hips is positive. It's, a, it's better. So what can we do if you are noticing that you have a tendency to overuse those calf muscles and work overly through the lower leg as you run? Well, as much as you need to do all the soft tissue work and the rehab work to deal with the injury to your calf... What you also need to do is look further up the chain and focus on lots of quality hip mobility work, lots of strengthening work around the hips, and then think about some running drills which encourage you to start actually running from the hip, again in air quotes. What am I talking about? I'm talking about drills which encourage you to actually start to pick up your feet underneath you and drive forwards with the knee rather than running with this fairly low carriage of the knee and or almost kind of shuffling action of the lower leg swinging forwards. Okay, anything which is encouraging you to actually create a greater range of motion from the hip for a given pace will actually help you start to recruit those important muscles around the hips that little bit more, particularly those glutes a little bit more, to help you push from the hip, to push yourself onto the next stride. Now, those of you who have studied anatomy will perhaps be questioning this and saying, hang on, why are you talking about driving the knee forward? That's hip flexion, whereas those glutes are involved in extension of the hip. There's a reflex called the cross extensor reflex, where to break it down really simply, if we cue in a little bit more flexion, then the opposite side. So if I'm cueing in a little bit more flexion on my right leg as I'm driving my knee forwards, the opposite side, the left, is going to find it easier to actually activate those extensors, the opposite muscle group, to drive me off onto the next stride, and vice versa. Pick up the right knee in front, the left knee in front of me a little bit more. I'm going to find it's easier to activate my right glutes. That's why hill running is so fantastic. It forces you to pick your feet up, pick your knees up. 
Okay, that forces you to use your glutes as you drive your foot off on the other side. The other part that I want to talk about very, very quickly, if you have a tendency to almost feel this kind of stabbing sensation in the calf, or you feel like you kind of strained your calf, but it's not completely debilitating, it's just frustratingly kind of niggly, and it comes on, but then disappears as soon as it comes on, then it might not be that it's actually muscular. Okay, it might be that you've got this kind of niggle that's masquerading as a muscular problem, but actually it could be something more either neurological in nature. So ask yourself the question, are you particularly tight through your back? Have you got a history of low back problems? Is it more kind of really related to a sciatic type issue? So again, I don't want to start throwing around terms like sciatica, etc. But you know, the sciatic nerve does originate in the, the, low, the lumbar spine, the lower back, and then go down the back of the thigh, down through the hamstrings, um, that kind of region, then down into the calf region. And sometimes we get referred pain in the calf. And the other, fa- the other fact you can start asking yourself questions about, of course, is, um, is, is vascular issues as well. So whether there's something there. And again, that's something to speak to your physio, something to speak to your doctor about. Those in particular are if the calf pain is disappearing as quickly as it comes on. Okay, if you've genuinely torn your calf, you're going to know about it. You're going to be hobbling around for days, um, and it's going to be far more of a um, a reaction where you get some sort of swelling, you get some sort of maybe even discoloration, um, depending on the 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 degree to which you've torn your calf. But if it disappears as soon as it, as quickly as it comes on, ask yourself the question of what else could it be. Okay. Anyway, I wanted to leave it there. Just literally a couple of bits of food for thought. This certainly isn't meant to be a everything you need to know about calf injuries episode. It's really not that. Um, so do let me know though, if you found that helpful over on Twitter at Kinetic Rev, on Instagram, on Facebook, exactly the same. And the most, most helpful thing that you can do for me, if you're enjoying these episodes is to hop on over to the iTunes store leave a rating, leave a review, let me know what's on your mind. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see your feedback. So folks, I'll see you tomorrow with another episode. Have a great, um, what day is it tomorrow? Have a great Friday and I will speak to you soon. Bye now.